morning, everybody, and welcome to Wednesday, the 23rd day of June 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Uh, how about that weather yesterday, dude? Yeah, man. Nutsy cuckoo. I didn't get any rain, just a ton of wind. I saw you posted your rain video. Oh, yeah. According to the uh, the Doppler radar, we were like at the epicenter uh, when the storm rolled through. Oh, man. Was it scary? Yeah. I did lose power a couple times. You? No. Weird how you're in the middle of it and don't lose power, but I'm not. And a bunch of people also at Boise lost power last night. A yeah. Couple times, so. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing because I don't want to jinx it, but we've been very lucky when it comes to that. Very nice. Hey, that grid in Middleton really gets the job done, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, even parts sometimes of Middleton will, will go out without power, but we're usually pretty good, so. Well, that's because you have four backup generators to the roof of your house, right? No. Oh. Uh, you probably should think about that. Considering it, yes, Either sir. way, uh, welcome to Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. It is a beautiful one today. I am sorry we don't have a concert announcement for you. It feels like we've had a string of those to bring to you, but not today. Not today, my friends. You're on your own. Uh, you'll have to get excited about the 20-plus concerts we've already announced. Uh, and uh, if you need it to any of those, you can check out the events section of xrock.com. They are all up with links to buy tickets and get excited for all the shows coming up, be it Primus and Wolfmother at the Idaho Center, or Cypress Hill, or Seether's X-Day at the Fair, or Trivium, or, you know, Gojira, Black Label Society, Rancid, Dropkick Murphys, Skillet, Adelita's Way, which we announced yesterday, in this moment, Black Veil Brides, Avatar, Hailstorm, Guar, any of those shows, they're all there, and uh, believe it or not, more to come, so that's, uh, that's how we like to roll around these parts, so we want to make sure you're up to date on all that kind of stuff, but today we'll be filled with entertainment and excitement big j's got a movie review for you a nick cage movie so that's bound to be interesting of course we also have a chance for you to qualify for the aftershock festival with lie detector courtesy of tobacco connection to big smoke at 7 30 headed to australia for we're going to hell and a story that should give you the heebie-jeebies shrimp on the bobby and we also will have some more fun and excitement during the course of the show today that is our goal plus we get started with some important stuff Stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444 or chat with an attorney online 24 7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. A little outside the Treasure Valley for some news today, but we head to Blaine County as the Wood River Valley has decided that it would probably be a good idea if they let everybody know kind of well in advance that they are going to ban fireworks for the 4th of July. Uh, And uh, given what we talked about yesterday, it probably shouldn't surprise you and also kind of prepare you that if you're in a rural area or even in the Treasure Valley, don't be surprised if you hear those words here in Ada County as well. Uh, The Board of Commissioners yesterday unanimously approved the ban fireworks outside of Blaine County and all that kind of stuff. Uh, City of Haley is involved in that, Ketchum as well. Uh, They've all passed kind of bans because, as we talked about yesterday, we're in the middle of a drought. And even though some areas did receive some rain yesterday, it wasn't nearly enough, nor was it everywhere uh, to affect it. And so, uh, as you all know, that uh, what can happen when, you know, just some randos start letting off fireworks, Big J, are what? Uh, pyromaniacs? What? 
What are they? No. No. What can happen when people start setting off fireworks? Oh, fires. Yes. Big yes. time. Wildfires, especially in a drought. And so when you start messing around with fireworks and you don't know what you're doing, they have to land somewhere, and sometimes those things can cause wildfires. And when you're in the middle of a drought, that's bad news, of course. And so they've decided to do that. Uh, and again, don't be surprised if that hits the Treasure Valley as well. Now, again, will that stop people? It never has, nor should it, or nor will it, but it should. Uh, just a reminder that the last couple of huge fires in the Treasure Valley that happened wildfire-wise were because of fireworks or people setting fires where they shouldn't have. So uh, that doesn't mean that the city won't have official fireworks celebrations. They will. So there still will be a place that you can go for fireworks in Haley as well as catch them and things like that. And even here in Boise, they're firing up the fireworks again. But that may be the only place where it's quote-unquote okay. Now, again, nothing official here in Ada County or the Treasure Valley, but just something to be cognizant of, especially if you're going to travel for 4th of July weekend. Because it's coming up in two weeks, bro. Yeah, crazy. Or a week and a half, I should say. Uh, hell of a game last night in the NBA, man. Did you watch any of it? I, I didn't know. I did not uh, watch it, uh, but I heard it was a uh, very uh, wild ending. It was amazing. It was it was amazing and fun to watch in a back-and-forth game the whole way. It was tight. It was just a really, really good game, too, of the Western Conference Finals that ended with a Phoenix Suns 104-103 victory over the L.A. Clippers. Uh, Suns down one with .07 seconds left. Jay Crowder lobs the shot up, and DeAndre Ayton just dunks it down, which is totally legal to do with 0.7 seconds left and almost impossible in the NBA to get that kind of shot. But they checked it, reviewed it. It was good. It was an amazing basketball play, and that place went nuts. I, uh, you know, the other night you had said, oh, you got a rare text from me for uh, yes. for the NBA. And I said, afterwards, I wanted to go watch semi-pro. <laughs> yes. And that's like a huge deal, the alley-oop in semi-pro. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and uh, and as with anything, uh, once again, reality stealing from Hollywood, as that's how the NBA decided to end that game, because you know they, uh, they 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 steer everything behind the scenes. Suns win game two, so they're up two to nothing. Of course, the Clippers have been down 0-2 in every series so far this playoff, so nothing new to them. We'll see if they can bring this one back. Of course, in the other two series, they've had Kawhi Leonard. Still no uh, results as to whether or not he'll be ready for game three. It does look like Chris Paul will play in game three, however. Canadians beat the Knights 4-1 to last night. Montreal now up in that series three games to two, and that was in Vegas last night too, so that series shifts back to Canada and Big J, because you want it, because the mass Singer is so popular, you are now going to have a dating show on Netflix a la The Mass Singer. What does that mean, Big J? Yeah, what is it? Well, uh, Netflix is ordering a series called Sexy Beasts, and basically it's a bunch of, uh, you know, situations where people go on dates with other people dressed in gigantic, like, you know, uniforms and costumes, and they're dressed as animals, all made up by Hollywood, you know, makeup artists to make them look as goofy as possible, because that way it's about the personality, Big J, and not about what they look like underneath. That's the idea anyway, but uh, hmm. it's very strange. I'm very sad to report that Rob Delaney is attached to this as well, which makes me sad. Uh, of course, he from Deadpool 2. Uh, he is set to narrate the series, so at least he won't be on camera. But uh, it's going to be called Sexy Beast, so we now have a dating show that has mashed together with the Masked Singer. And I hope you're all proud of yourselves. 
It's your send in song of the day, Danzig Twist of Kane, here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a Nick Cage movie called Willy's Wonderland to sit at home and watch for streaming dumbass. And now, here's where we find out how it was. Yeah, Nick, and uh, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how it was myself uh, oh. because I don't know if this is the worst movie you've ever seen. Or the most bizarre, interesting, and wackadoodle movie you've ever seen. Okay. So there are elements here. I mean, a lot of the folks in this movie uh, I don't think have ever acted before, and you can tell. Uh, So there's that to get through. There's some of the cheap, uh, I'll just say, you know, ill-constructed sort of sets and that sort of stuff. Just some sloppy things here in in the midst of it. But at the same time, there's also some really interesting and just like somebody was on some serious drugs and this is what happened. This is how this movie I think was born. Uh, The the guy who wrote it uh, had to go to a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, but he, uh, he was tripping on some sort of acid. And had this uh, thought, and that was, what if the the fire family or whatever they were from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, had instead of their weird, crazy House of a Thousand Corpses, it was really a house of um, animatronics and and Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Okay. So, you've got these this group in a small town of what can only be called sat- Satanists who start, uh, you know, murdering kids and kidnapping people, etc., being serial killers who decide. Uh, they get caught by uh, the cops and they surround themselves and they're like, you know, we're going to do a satanic ritual and boom, we're going to then our souls will be put into these uh, these characters. A la child's play. Yes, exactly. And uh, and then the town folk, in order to appease them, decide we're going to go ahead and, and shovel off a couple, uh, you know, people to you so you can we'll keep feeding you. A la right. Army of the Dead. Yeah, there you go. So um, it's it's kind of that. And then Nicolas Cage, who's the star of this movie, he has zero dialogue. He doesn't say anything? Zero. No, nothing. And and so it does not push him uh, like you think it would. So you don't get to see truly insane he, Nick Cage. He still gets to, he still looks pretty cool. But uh, I tell you, part of the issue that I have is that <laughs> with the storyline is that there are several people in this that uh, you see be, get get killed by these animatronic. So it's close. It, it, it's a, the the special effects are aren't, aren't terrible. It's the cross between an animatronic and a mascot, right? Okay. Uh, that that you see in these fights, and and they are ridiculously dumb because of the nature of them. But like they, they're easily they easily kill most every other human being, but Nicolas Cage, and he somehow easily destroys them. Okay. And basically, what the movie is is Nicolas Cage is going through the small town, and how they had this rigged up is that uh, they would have somebody's vehicle have a, a, a sort of an issue, and then they would trap them that way and be like, "Listen, uh, we we can fix your car, but we need you to do something for us. We need you to go into this, uh, which you know." Chuck E. Cheese-like place and and clean up the place. And they lock them in there for 24 hours. Okay. And they agree to this. Yeah, because they're like, oh, they don't have any money or whatever. They need the repairs done and they uh-huh. don't have a choice. And Nicholas Cage is this, and there's this weird drink that he keeps drinking. It's called Punch. 
it's like in a soda can and his punch and there's these weird cutaways so he goes in and he can't he doesn't talk i don't know if he's mute or whatever but he goes and he starts cleaning this place up and he encounters this whole situation and he kills a couple of these things and bags him up and and brings him in to throw out the garbage and then he realizes oh hey i'm locked in here and so he's drinking this punch stuff and then he's playing pinball and then he's murdering these animatronic things it's wild okay it's crazy it looks bizarre and it's just but it also kind of sounds awesome yeah here's the thing as much as awful is in here it's also just like what the hell you almost have to see it <laughs> i want you to watch this and i want you to tell me what you think okay. because some of it is just so stupid and I, I i mean yes i think that they were aiming for that but the other parts of it are just so badly done that they're incompetent at, at filming okay at filmmaking okay uh, so the parts that are, are really bizarre and creepy and just doesn't make any sense uh, are hilarious and laugh out loud. And it's like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Did you have a good time watching it? I, yeah, hard to say. Okay. Uh, it was in a weird mood, but I, I would say uh, it's probably worth it. And I think they spent a good portion of their... Um, uh, of their budget on... Uh, Getting Nick Cage in the movie. Nick Cage, but no, more importantly, uh, they licensed um, Freebird. Okay. Okay, so just like at the end of uh, Devil's Rejects kind of situation. So is it Big J approved, Willie's Wonderland? Yeah, why not? All I right. mean, it's so bleep and weird and bizarre that you got to see it. It's it, kind of it, what I thought when, when I saw it pop up. I'm like, there's no way this is a good movie, but there's no way this movie isn't worth watching either. Yeah, I think it. I think it's intended to be like a classic kind of B type of wackadilly movie, but it, but there is some really cringeworthy movie making stuff in here. It is called Willie's Wonderland. It is available for you on Hulu, and it is officially Big J approved. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. If you were to guess Big J, what would you say important stuff is brought to you by? Uh, the Advocates. And if you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Turns out this should, probably shouldn't surprise any of you, but we feel a little bit better about ourselves in the summer than we do any other time of the year, dude. Of course. Compare it to fall, compare it to spring, compare it to winter, whatever you want to. But summertime is the right time. Researchers from Binghamton University found that summertime is associated with being better to yourself, eating better, higher exercise frequency, and just an improved mood. According to the study, uh, the good quality diet was associated with mental well-being. Good sleep was associated with mental and overall well-being, also with uh, exercise frequency, and seasonal changes did have an impact on diet quality and mental health over the course of the four-year study. So it makes sense that the summer months are when we're the most happiest because that's when we do all these other factors, or at least more of them anyway, to make us feel better about ourselves. Plus, we're not stuck inside, you know, like we can be in the winter sometimes. Yeah. And it feels good to be outside. So if you have a little bit more of a brighter outlook, if you have more optimism, if you feel like you're sleeping better, if you feel like things are somewhat okay, this is not a glitch in the matrix. The, it's just summer, dude. The rain has clearly gone. Yeah. And now we're in drought. <laughs> and so we're all happy. Yeah, we don't have any water. I mean, but you know what? We just need that to live. We don't need that to be happy. Yeah. Nobody says uh, water will give you happiness. It'll just quench your thirst. Grow your crops. Yep. All you really need to feel happy is sleep, exercise, 
and a little bit of sunshine, bro. So get out there and enjoy yourselves and feel good about feeling better about yourself. The Detroit Pistons won the NBA lottery draft last night, giving them the number one pick in the draft on July 29th. The Houston Rockets, who had the most ping pong balls in the draft, ended up with number two. The Cleveland Cavaliers got the third pick. Toronto Raptors will choose fourth. Favored to be the first pick uh, is Oklahoma State guard Cade Cunningham. You ever heard of him, Big J? Yeah. Great. Where did he play? I have no idea. I just said it. Oklahoma State. Big 12 player of the year, freshman of the year as well. In the same season, he averaged 20 points a game in his only college season. Looks like he's going to be the man to try and turn the Pistons franchise around, but they're going to need a lot more help than Cade Cunningham. I'll tell you that right now in front of God and everybody. Big J, my favorite story that came out of yesterday's entertainment dump uh, was the uh, the Vin Diesel rock story. Did you hear this at all? Uh, you mean the new... Well, I mean, what Vin had just recently said. Yes. Yes. That that he started to give an insight as to how the or the origin of the fight between him and The Rock happened. And the Vin Diesel version of events is wonderful. Now, uh, of course, The Rock is the one that kind of fueled this all thing. When it actually happened, he posted on Instagram about, you know, uh, crying ass bitch babies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, on the set and then it it was rumored that they wouldn't film together and all sorts of stuff and Vin says now that this whole uh, whole thing started because he wanted The Rock to be a better actor and he was trying to teach Rock on uh, some different processes on how to bring Hobbs to the big screen because he really wanted The Rock to elevate his performance and he didn't feel like The Rock was doing good enough acting on the big screen to make it happen The Rock obviously took insult to that and that's where the fight began so, Big J, I ask you, I know you're Team Rock in this whole thing, but do you believe Vin Diesel's version of events that he was just trying to give The Rock acting lessons and this would turn this thing Have you out? seen Vin Diesel act? This is why I love that, this story. That's the whole thing. I'm like, it, who, I, I wouldn't say either one of them are tremendous actors. No, they're both Vin Diesel and The Rock in everything. <laughs> yeah. There's so. no acting going on there at all. They're just reading lines. But yeah, God I mean, bless Vin this Diesel, story. At least, at least The Rock can raise his eyebrow on command. Now, listen, Vin Diesel also, where credit is credit is due, I can't remember the name of the movie he was in, but he plays a lawyer in this mob movie, and he's actually very good in it, and he doesn't sound anything or look anything like Vin Diesel. So I know he's got a little bit of range, but I also know that both Vin and Rock are very comfortable in the the roles and characters that that they've created for themselves in this Hollywood world. And they don't have to be a lot of anything else in order to be successful, which is probably why they're not. But the idea of Vin Diesel giving anybody acting lessons is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I would probably say that on the other side, The Rock is like, this isn't professional. Right. So, But but the flip side to that is, even though I find it hilarious, I also believe that this is probably what actually happened, which would piss the rock off to no end. I totally would get that and go, is this mother effer telling me how to be an actor, Vin Diesel? That's the most insulting thing I've ever heard. And that's how this whole feud begins, and that I get. So I actually believe the story, but I also think it's absolutely hilarious. (laughs) It's absolutely hilarious that that's how this started. You're not wrong. And now they both hate each other, and it's wonderful. Either way, uh, thank you for that yesterday, Vin Diesel. It really did make my day. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff.
100.3, the X rocks. Oh yeah, it is time to hopefully get qualified for the Aftershock Festival with a game called Lie Detector brought to you by Tobacco Connection and Big Smoke. We want to send you to Sacramento October 7th through the 10th. That is four days if you're keeping track at home. Four days filled with music, lodging taken care of, airplane tickets taken care of, yeah. tickets to the four-day festival taken care of. It's sold out, but we got you covered. All you have to do is get a lie detector right. Big J's got three statements. One of them he has completely made up. Figure out which one of the ones he made up, and boom, you are in. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you would like to play this little game. Big J, are you ready? Yep. Then let's get our contestant ready as well. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, what's your name? Jacqueline. All right, Jacqueline, you are up. Good luck. Kiefer Sutherland is the son of actor Donald Sutherland. During the Lost Boys, Kiefer would routinely drink real human blood to get into the part. Kiefer starred in the TV series 24 on Fox. One of those is made up, Jacqueline. Do you have an idea as to which one is the lie? That he would drink real blood. Now, I had heard that. Did he actually drink real blood? No, no, he didn't. All right, that's a lie. See, this is how rumors start. I mean, I made that up. I don't know if it's true, but well, I, I made it up. That's not good. The whole point is it's supposed to not be true. Uh, you said I, off the top of my head. I, so. I, I don't think he actually drank human blood. I'm going to go on the record. But congratulations, Jacqueline. That means you are officially qualified for the Aftershock Festival. Please hold on one second. We'll get some information from me. Make sure you're all good to go. There you have it. 12.30 today, Jason Drew. 5.30 today with Adam. Another two chances to qualify as this is the last week for Lie Detector. Brought to you by Tobacco Connection and Big Smoke. Kiefer Sutherland uh, running around in your head for a reason? Uh, yeah, you know, well, he, uh, he he tweeted out yesterday something very sweet. Uh, Damn it, Chloe, you turned 50. Happy birthday, my dearest friend. Have uh, the best one so far. And that was to Mary Lynn uh, Rashtskub who is a former guest of the morning after. It's very true. Very true. Turned 50 yesterday, huh? Yeah. Can you believe that? Uh, very nice. It's getting so old, man. Happy birthday to everybody. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your lie detector. We have a chance to go to hell. That's happening next on the X Rocks. The X Rocks. Hope you're ready to get the heebie-jeebies because we are going to New South Wales, Australia for today's We're Going to Hell story. And uh, New South Wales, Australia is a fairly populated part of the continent and country. And it's very, very, very stressed out right now because something is happening that they haven't seen ever. And part of it is just plain nature. Part of it is a perfect storm. And part of it is the pandemic that's starting to, you know, loosen up. We're starting to figure out that that strange things can be a foot of the Circle K once people get locked up in their houses for a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where Australia has a lot of animals, right, that are in the wild. I mean, there's a lot of wilderness there. There's a lot of weird things that happen. And one of the things that happens right around this time in Australia is it's kind of what they call mice season. Now, it usually doesn't get too crazy, but this is when the mice come out in Australia. They can be a little bit of an issue. Usually it's because, you know, the Australian climate has a lot of torrential downpours followed by flooding and then some droughts like the weather's fairly Jeez. extreme there and so there's a certain time of year where the mice tend to breed and congregate and come out but in the history of the continent it's never seen the amount of mice that they have seen in new south wales australia they're actually calling it a plague that's how many mice 
are in this particular part of Australia. Let me give you an idea of how crazy it is, Big J. I'm talking millions upon millions of mice. Now, there's multiple reasons for this. Number one, it is technically my season. But number two, because of the pandemic, Australia was one of those places that took it pretty seriously pretty early on and locked people down to the point where they're like, listen, we're going to get this thing under control. They were able to get things a lot open a lot sooner yeah, than the rest yeah. of us. But they yeah. didn't Their mess around. Their freedoms have been taken away completely. Now they're back to being a, just a prison state. They, they didn't mess around with it from the word go. And so what happened was, you know, while all of the humans were locked up, it meant the animals ran wild. So it just meant that mice were able to go from one place to another a little bit more freely. And what they did during the pandemic is what a lot of people did, Big J. They got it on. And so the mice population exploded. And now... They're dealing with the fallout of it, i.e. mice are killing crops all over farmlands. But it's not just that. They have infestated a bunch of houses, businesses, to the point this where... This is ours now. To the point where <laughs> they are actually so many mice in some businesses, they collapse ceilings overnight. They oh, literally crap. had to move a prison that housed 600 prisoners and 200 employees because every wall was filled with mice. They have had to close down streets because the mice come out at night and there's so much roadkill on the, the streets from people running over mice as they're driving. It was causing accidents. Oh. They are everywhere. People are reporting left, right, and center being woken up in the middle of the night by mice bites on their face, on their feet. They're crawling over them at night in their homes, Big J. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah. There are, there's this awful stink because, you know, these mice live and die and they just die in ceilings. And so they have to call out exterminators because there's decaying mice in houses that don't even know they have mice. It's gross. It is straight up gross. What can they do, Big J? They don't know. That's the other part of it. There's so many of these that they don't know. Now, the, what's happening is New South Wales has asked for a particular uh, mice poison that is actually banned in Australia, but that's how bad the actual infestation is. They're like, listen, desperate times call for desperate measures. They're still waiting on governmental approval for them to get the okay to actually use this particular poison, but the glue traps ain't working, man. Here's what I have. I have a suggestion, okay? They create, like, a, a huge mass grave. They dig a hole, a mass grave, right? And they get a guy with, with a flute or maybe a recorder. Okay, and can he, we call him, like, the Pied Piper? Yes, yes, and he plays a song that they love so much that they follow him into this hole. All right, I like your plan. What's the song you think that mice like? Well, it is Australia, so it's got to be Back in Black, maybe. All right, okay. Uh, a flute version of ACDC to yeah. lead them to their impending doom? I like it. It gets worse because once you kill the mice, Big J, uh, I don't know if you know this, but my, mice carcasses start to decay, and then the next problem is mites. And then mites are what actually, you know, start exposing people to illness and additional types of sickness and, you know, uh, kind of stuff that gets all in your lungs. And so it's a real issue. Like, even if they do kill all these mice, the dead bodies can cause more problems than the actual live mice well, can. If you uh, go back to my plan set forth for Australia and it's a hole, you just then cover all the dead bodies. Gotcha. And bury them. Thus eliminating the mites. Yeah. You see. 
All right. Well, good luck with that. Uh, see if you can uh, contact the the consulate there over there in uh, Australia and see if they're willing to deal with your particular problem. I'm Maybe sure before they hire get, you. Yeah, before they get that opportunity, I'm sure the Idaho state legislator will will just strike that down. Oh, that's right. We don't like to deal with Australia right. because uh, you could probably put together a uh, anti-gun song that they wouldn't be in favor of. Either way, uh, it's not a good idea. It's awful, and there are millions of mice in this particular region. Millions of mice that are causing nothing but problems. I mean, just imagine driving to work in the morning and seeing the road covered in dead mice. That's what people are dealing with every single day. It's insane. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Which happens to be brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. The psychic community is having a moment right now, Big J. Spiritual advisors are very much in demand. Keen.com is a website that connects psychics with consumers and announced a jump of about 50% for new users during the pandemic compared to that same period in 2019. Pew Research did a study and found that uh, as millennials begin to dominate the economy, new age spiritual and wellness practices are transitioning from something questionable to self-help tools. 60% of younger people say they've accepted at least one practice, including astrology, horoscopes, crystals maybe seeking psychic guidance instead of, you know, going to church, like something your parents would do, Big J. Uh, Astrology.com says at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people were really freaking out and just kind of wanted to make sense of it all. And now, because a lot of people went through so much in that change, in that time, uh, they just want to know how to best adapt to their new life. You know, now that the pandemic is kind of seemingly lifted up some of the stuff and you're able to go out and do back to normal things, some people are a bit frightened by that normalcy. And so Maybe a psychic can read your palm and tell you how your the rest of 2021 is going to shake out. What do you think, Big J? Mm. About spiritual guidance. I mean, it could be worse. You could do worse things. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I uh, I'm no stranger to my criticism of the psychic community. I I feel like while some of these particular things, I've got no problem with things like meditation. And things like astrology, or if you want to read your horoscope, that's fine. Where I've got a real issue is when people use their quote-unquote psychic powers to take advantage of people. And in some cases, I feel like they could be doing it here as well. You know, when people are legitimately scared of a pandemic and feel like the only answer is to throw $500 at a psychic to read your palm to tell you how this pandemic is going to end, that to me is taking advantage of somebody. That's just how I feel. Yeah. Now, how you feel and how other people deal with things to alleviate anxiety and stress. And if, you know what, throwing $60 to a psychic is going to help you feel better for the week, then knock yourself out, man. I'm not here to judge. I have a real problem with people taking advantage in situations where, like, you know, I want to talk to my dead, you know, father. That kind of stuff really bothers me. This kind of stuff is seems like it's fairly... Uh, pedestrian but uh when you start talking about throwing thousands of dollars to try to talk about when the pandemic is going to end or predict how we we get out of this situation that's when i start to go "Mm, all right man are we really is this for the better good or are you just ripping people off either way uh whatever it takes to get you through the day knock yourself all the way out i ain't here to judge i just don't want you to get ripped off 
Phoenix Suns won game two of the Western Conference Finals last night. It was a hell of a last play. 0.7 seconds left. Basically an alley-oop at the buzzer from out of bounds. Jay Crowder to DeAndre Ayton. Hell of a play. Great draw by their coach as well. And uh, they got the job done there in Phoenix. They now lead 2-0. 104-103 the final score. Clippers find themselves down 0-2 for the third time in this playoffs. Worked out well for them last two times. But no Kawhi Leonard this time around. No real update on when he's going to be back. Looks like Chris Paul could be back for the Suns for Game 3. But the series now shifts to L.A. for two games, so we'll see how that goes. Canadians beat the Knights 4-1 to on the ice last night. Montreal leads that series three games to two. Lightning try to advance to the Stanley Cup Final for the second year in a row in their Game 6 against the Islanders. Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals with the Bucks and the Hawks tonight as well. Pete Davidson is going to be in the new movie, The Suicide Squad, but he really doesn't know what's next for him in Saturday Night Live. He says his role on the NBC sketch series is, quote, up in the air. As of closing out season 46, he said, quote, hey, it's my seventh year there, and usually that's what the contract is for, so it was pretty emotional. I worked with these guys for a fourth of my life, and I started there when I had, uh, you know, no tattoos, and now I got a bunch. It was just a very crazy long period of time. Seven years is a long time to be anywhere, but he does not have a new contract for the new season, so that could be it for Pete Davidson on Saturday Night Live. He'll be just fine, Big J, whatever he does next, but uh, he's not really saying he wants to be back, but he's not saying he doesn't want to be back either, so he's not helping. He just does let everybody know that he doesn't have a contract, so he's not supposed to be back next year, but he still could be, you know? Right. Uh, either way, he'll be just fine. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yes, and Nick, we have tickets to hand out. Meridian Speedway, baby. Get your race on, man. Smell the burning rubber. The fuel. Oh, man. And, of course, these tickets are good for any time in the season. So whenever you want to go, you got a free Saturday. and go out and enjoy the races. That's pretty awesome as yeah. well. The customization of this, plus we mail them out to you, so you don't need to get off your ass to win these things. 208-287-1003 in order to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. And I think you can go on a little bit of a run, Big G. I'm going to say it right here, right now. Shh, I'm just saying. Down, I'm just telling you, I think today's the day. Hello, the X. Hey, hey how's it going? We're good, man. What's your name? Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Sean, this WWE wrestler is going to be in the movie The Suicide Squad coming out in August and will also star in the HBO Max series as his character, The Peacemaker. Uh, I'm going to say The Rock. Wrong. The Rock is a good guess, but incorrect. Will not be featured in The Suicide Squad, unfortunately. Hello, The X. Yeah, All right, Chad, this WWE wrestler is going to be in the movie The Suicide Squad coming out in August and will star in the HBO Max series The Peacemaker. WWE star. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it. Former heavyweight champion. Been in a lot of movies. You can't even see him. You can try, but he's invisible. Oh, I'm, I have no idea. Undertaker. Wrong. Undertaker. God, Undertaker. I'd love to see that, though. Yeah, yeah. But have you not seen it? You don't care about the movies? I don't think anybody cares about these movies except for us. Hello, The X. We're in the wrong business. Uh, hey, uh, this WWE wrestler is going to be in the movie The Suicide Squad coming out in August. We'll also star in the HBO Max series The Peacemaker. Uh, 
John Cena. John Cena. Right. That is correct. Big J, this actor played the Foz on Happy Days. Hey, uh, Henry Winkler. Right. Correct. Back to you. The lead singer of Weezer shares his first name with this body of water. Uh, I like this question. Uh, Which one? I don't know what that one is. Oh. Wrong. Alright, man. Thank you for trying. Appreciate it. Lakes Cuomo. Hello, the X. Don't give it away. Yeah, good morning. Hey, the lead singer of Weezer shares his first name with this body of water. Right. Rivers. Big J, this actor broke out on Broadway in the Book of Mormon and went on to star in movies like Frozen and Beauty and the Beast for the Mouse. Uh let's go with uh Hugh Jackman. Wrong. Nope. Josh Gad. There you go. Right. I see. Those two can get confused all the time. I mean, I get it. They look a lot alike. Well, you... Where's the dancing part? I don't know. I just pictured dancing in my head, and I got caught up with Les Les Miserables. Yeah, well, you know the Book of Mormon's not Les Mis, and he also wasn't on Broadway. It seems like a lot of dancing. doesn't mean dancing either. There's not a lot of dancing in Les Mis. I just immediately... Within the first three words of your sentence, I had decided it was Hugh Jackman. This actor broke out? Yeah. Congratulations, man. You got tickets to the Meridian Speedway that you can use at your leisure. Hang on one second. We'll mail them out to you, and that will be that. There's your pop culture smackdown. We're going to do a run of headlines next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Headlines brought to you by Tobacco Connection. Guess what? I'm going to be out on Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. We're headed to Emmett, baby. Tobacco Connection, Washington and Maine and Emmett for a very good reason. The last chance for you to get qualified for the aftershock drawing that we are going to do. If you've been trying and trying and trying and can't get in on lie detector, it'll be a chance for you to swing on by and get qualified there and pick up everything you need just in time for the weekend. You'll find the lowest prices and the coldest beer in town there, along with low prices on everything else you want. As far as vices are concerned, check it out for yourself. You can even pick up a premium cigar, try something new as well. Address is 139 Washington Avenue in Emmett. It's right next to Family Dollar. That's where we're going to be 4 to 6 p.m. this Friday, courtesy of the X Rocks. Headlines are as follows. Be respectful. You'd think she would know, and bad idea. You think she would know. You really can't make this stuff up. A woman named Kanisha Booz was arrested late Friday following a crash near her home in St. Petersburg, Florida. Booz, of course, was charged with DUI because she was hammered at the time, Big J. Hammered! Living up to her last name. Uh, The crash involved some property damage, leaving the scene of an accident. She was also driving on a suspended license. According to the rest report, Booze struck a tree, hit a Taco Bell sign, and then the eatery's water meter that night. And then she was caught after she was spotted seeing breezing through two red lights near the restaurant. Police say she had an odor of alcoholic beverage on her breath at the time of her arrest. So Booze was drunk. You get it? Do you get it? Yeah, yeah. Her name's Booze. She was drunk. She was drunk, and her name is Booze. All right. Booze gets people drunk. Uh Uh-huh. All right. You get it. All right. Be respectful or bad idea? Bad idea. Uh, No reason to take any kind of weapons on airplanes at this point, my friend. And according to the TSA in Boston, some travelers recently attempted to bring something that was fairly unique through airport security. Uh, One... Ninja throwing star, Big J. Oh, man. 
The TSA New England Twitter account shared the image of the confiscated items, which included uh, the same guy brought on a variety or tried to bring on a variety of knives, too. Tweet doesn't mention whether or not uh, he got arrested, but uh, let's get, they did say let's get straight to the point. These items are not allowed in your carry-on bag or on your person. So passengers found that uh, this weekend at the TSA officers in the Boston Logan Airport detected some sharp objects. So make sure you put them in the checked bag, is what they say. So you you can travel with your throwing stars and your knives, Big J. They're not saying you can't. They're just saying you got to check that bag, dude. You can't bring those ninja throwing stars on the plane. Man, I remember, like, I think it. I, I wanted to be, like, seven or eight, maybe, and I wanted a ninja throwing star so bad. I always thought they were so cool, but it also feels like those are one of those things that are much harder to deal with than you think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it was, uh, God, yeah, I'm trying to remember the TV show, Ninja. American Ninja? Uh, no, no, no. Ninja Master starred Lee Van Cleef. <laughs> and I'm telling Master you. Ninja. Yeah. Master Ninja. Uh, and, and, and that was, for me, it was like, that, yeah, that guy could really throw that Ninja star like nobody's business. <laughs> and could slow his heart rate. Sure, we all can. It's called dying. Wrap it up with Be Respectful. Never would have thought you would put uh, the HBO series Mayor of Easttown in with Breaking Bad, but here we are. Listen, uh, I'm here to tell you Mayor of Easttown and HBO is fantastic. Watch that show. But uh, they're having the same situation that some people in New Mexico have had with the, the filming of Breaking Bad, meaning the uh, Providence Police Department in Pennsylvania where the show was filmed are having a lot of problems with people being disrespectful to some of the shooting locations where they did Mayor of Easttown. They wanted to be as realistic as possible when they did the filming of the series, so they actually shot it in Providence, Pennsylvania. And so now a bunch of fans of the HBO series are showing up to the houses that were used in the filming of the exterior locations and taking photos and, you know, trying to get on the the porches and stuff like that. And so there are some issues. A lot of people have been trespassing on the property, uh, specifically the house that served as Kate Winslet's character's home on the show. So police have had to tell people, listen, it's not cool to go to the homes they filmed at, trespass on property, harass the owners and the kids at all hours of the day and night. The homeowner said that multiple confrontations with impolite fans has now put up a no trespassing in private property signs outside of her home, and she's regretting getting involved at all in the show. Uh, that's the same thing that happened with Walter White's house in New Mexico, if you remember. Yeah. They had to put up a gigantic fence because people kept throwing pizza on top of the roof. And so it's uh, it's a little bit silly. I get it. We're all fans of the show. But taking it to an inconsiderate level seems fairly rude and something that we should not be doing. Thank you very much. It's Bad Flower here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Kids, put your earmuffs on. Big J's told me he wants to get sexy for this segment. No, I didn't say that. It's an adult treat. Yeah, that's what you said sexy stuff is to you. So let's go. No, it has nothing to do with sex. Let's get weird. Uh, We were just talking about how hot it's going to be next week, Nick. Yes. And wouldn't it be a nice treat to cool off and at the same time get a little buzz on thanks to our friends at Coors. Who've come up with the Coors, uh, and, and they've partnered with Tipsy Scoop to create the orange cream pop flavor ice cream. What? So Isn't that already yes. created? It, no, they're it's including. It's called the Creamsicle, right? They're including though Coors Seltzer. Okay. So they're they're teaming up with Tipsy Scoop to create the new orange cream pop flavor in ice cream form. 
so it tastes like an orange and vanilla with a slightly sweet finish, according to experts. And you can sample ice cream at any Tipsy Scoop locations. I don't think we have any of those around. No. Uh, see, that's where you lost. I didn't know what Tipsy Scoop was, but now I'm realizing it's alcohol-infused ice cream, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's something that you love very much. Uh, do I? Yeah, you always keep telling me. You're like, God, I love this stuff. Wait, what are we talking we, about? You and how much you love ice cream mixed with alcohol. Oh, 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 you're talking about uh, my uh, affinity towards uh, the Cali Cream Ale that uh, the good people uh, have put together. Yeah, at, uh, but, but freeze it and then just lick it. Yeah, I'm not. See, that's the thing. Like, I enjoy the flavor of it, but I'm not like a gigantic ice cream fan. Uh, but you know what? To each their own. I understand the reason why. I understand the willingness to uh, to cool off. And I understand the willingness and, uh, and uh, you know, desire to get hammered as well. So there's all that together. I almost wonder if, um, you know, now with the infusion of so many different kinds of ice creams and treats like that, if it's because of Chopped. You know, you we mean? saw in Chopped how uh, people would get weird with the ice cream machine. Oh, right, and, right, and right. And you really didn't think, you didn't really hear about bizarre weird ice cream flavoring before that well but it's not necessarily i mean alcohol and ice cream have gone together forever i mean grasshoppers have been around since the 60s which is essentially a blended ice cream alcoholic drink okay and so they they've been around for a while i'm not sure alcohol but i mean i i understand what you're saying like the save savory whatever kind of weird eclectic ice cream you're talking about i totally think you can give chop the uh, the tip of the hat to because there's some weird ass ice creams out there and uh, so I think that that definitely played a role in it. Some of them I have zero interest in trying, like beet ice cream and things like that. It's like, who Whoa. would want any of that? A savory ice cream who is not beet anyways. interesting Gross, at all. Grossies. But uh, I can do understand the reason why you'd want to combine two really good things like alcohol and ice cream together in order to do that. I just wonder, like, you know, when, when it comes to stuff like that, how do you know when you've had too much? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know <laughs> if you've had, like, seven beers, you're like, dude, I should take it easy. But if you, like, I mean, can you keep eating ice cream all day? I don't know. I don't know. But what's the combination? There's got to be a great combination between uh, getting that buzz on and uh, brain freeze. Yeah, probably. Not a great combo either. But you know what? As long as you're doing anything in moderation, it's probably good. And if it's delicious, it's probably the good kind of good. So uh, there's no tipsy scoop around here. But maybe, uh, you know, as with anything, if you become, become successful enough, it'll get franchised or it'll be available in a freezer section near you. And you'll be able to enjoy alcoholic ice cream soon as possible, I imagine. But yeah. I do like the flavor of uh, creamsicle flavored things, so I can understand why you would see the you know connection. I'll take a good old fashioned brew beer float. There Thanks. You go. But real beer instead? Like just ice cream no, inside of a beer? I'm allergic to that. But that doesn't stop you from drinking beer sometimes. You know that as well as I it's do. It's been a long time. Morning after with Nick and Big J. You shouldn't say that inside the Coors Light Studio. <laughs> 100.3, the X. Yep, and we'll be happy to hook you up with some tickets to Meridian Speedway. Uh, you can choose whenever during the racing season here. We'll send those out to you during, uh, in the in the mail if you can figure out bad impressions. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you like to play bad impressions. It works thusly. Big J has got somebody that he's thinking of that's pretty famous. If you can figure out that famous person in three clues that Big J will give you or less these Meridian Speedway tickets become your Meridian Speedway tickets friends become jealous enemies become friends hello the X morning morning man what's your name DJ alright DJ you're up first man well let me get these clues ready alright when it came to offense and Tecmo Bowl people loved using me 
I played two sports professionally for the Raiders, the NFL, and the Kansas City Royals for Major League Baseball. I know. There you go. Yeah, dude. Good shot. That is absolutely correct. You knew the whole time you rope a dope Bo Jackson. Hang on one second, DJ. We'll hook you up with those tickets to Meridian Speedway. Well played. And why is Bo Jackson? Bo knows. Uh, Bo Jackson, uh, former Raider, of course. Uh, you know, such a short career, man. And it was he was so good. Yeah. And, and really good at baseball, too. I think, I, I mean, I think his baseball career was much better than Deion Sanders. Oh, 100%. Far. He was, uh, he, he ended up being um, an all-star, and uh, but he just didn't get that opportunity because of the hip injury. Well, don't forget, after football. the hip injury, he, he he played baseball exclusively. Yeah. Uh, went on to play for the Chicago White Sox and all that kind of stuff, but just wasn't the same. Wasn't he uh, has come out along with a whole bunch of, uh, of f- uh, fellow teammates of one, uh, Carl Nassib, who, of course, uh, made some big news the other day and came out as the first uh, NFL player currently playing to come out as gay. And uh, Bo Jackson wanted to make sure and express support and stands with uh, all the Raiders and the fans who uh, who want to support him. It's pretty it's awesome, really, man. really awesome thing. Uh, I love Bo Jackson. He was my hero when I was a kid. Man, I loved everything about that guy. He, he knew. He was my favorite. Yeah. I read. I, that was the first, honestly, the first autobiography that I ever wrote was Bo no- or ever read was Bo Knows. Uh, I wanted it. I asked for it for Christmas. I got it, and I read it cover to cover. I was so into Bo Jackson. I had like seven of his starting lineup figures. Remember those starting lineup figures? That were like little plastic yeah, yeah. things. I had all the Raiders ones. I had all the Kansas City Royals ones when he went to the Chicago White Sox. I then became a White Sox fan for a little bit because I loved Bo Jackson. Uh, I was so sad. That 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 dude would have, I mean, I know he's got a special place in the hearts and minds of people that like watch sports in the 80s. But if that hip injury didn't happen against the Bengals in that playoff game, we'd be talking about one of the all-timers in two sports. It's nuts. Yep. I mean, just go back and watch some of the highlights he played, not just in football, but also in baseball. Some of those catches in the outfield, nuts. Just nuts. Hell of a dude. He's one of the best. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the x Rock. Five Finger Death Punch, Darkness Settles In is how we're wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. I would say it's an eventful Wednesday. Got to talk about a mice plague. Got to talk about Vin Diesel and The Rock fighting. Big J got to learn the difference between Josh Gad and Hugh Jackman. So I think Not overall, much, though. Very similar. No, very similar. Both hairy, both shorter than you think. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun to be able to put together a nice Wednesday show for you and your collective families. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, this is why I wish we were, were streaming online so people could see uh, how dumb things can get sometimes as, as we're about to go up. For bad impressions instead of putting on my headphones i put on my mask yes i don't i mean it was it was very uh quick like you realized halfway through the motion like what the f am i doing yeah and so there was that but like, it was a very funny realization I'm like what what did i do this for you're just so used to for, having to put it on yeah first time it's, i get I, my mind was in another place i think uh well it happens to the best of us but uh at least you didn't keep it on you were able to realize the mistake and then put on the headphones so Uh, No harm, no foul, right?
Exactly. That's what we say anyway. Uh, tomorrow on the show, another chance to get qualified for Aftershock Lie Detector is going to be coming your way. Plus, Big J will give you a nerd alert and get you up to date on all the technology and fun as well. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need yourself a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. The one you hear about all the time on the X, man. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew swinging in here next. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.